Hi friends, welcome to my podcast called Teaching Ain't Easy. I wanted to create a podcast where teachers could share their funny or shocking stories that happened to them. I'm going to be interviewing a teacher every episode, whether they are still teaching or they're not teaching anymore. They won't be disclosing their real name or the real names of students, but we're just here to entertain you. This isn't going to be one of those awe-inspiring, I want to be a better teacher type podcast because there's so many of them out there. I just wanted to keep it real and have you guys just hear what it's like to be a teacher. So without further ado, here's my first episode of Teaching Ain't Easy. All right, so here we are in our first episode of Teaching Ain't Easy. Um, I'm kind of nervous about this being my first uh, episode of my podcast, but, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully you guys uh, have a good time listening to this. So my first guest here is Mr. Adams. Um, Welcome. Thank you for agreeing to do this. (laughs) I'm so stoked I'm like the first one. You have great stories. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to ask Mr. Adams to come and share his stories with us. I feel so much pressure to (laughs) Sometimes I think these stories are only funny to people that know me, but to like the average, you know, person I'll see I'm like, dude, that's just weird or it's not funny or mm-hmm. it's inappropriate. No, it'll be good. We'll it'll see. be good. Um, so just, you know, I want to start off every episode with just learning about you as a person before, you know, we get into the actual stories and stuff. So like what subject did you teach? Um, I taught high school English and... Predominantly, it was mostly 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, one year I did teach 11th grade. Mm-hmm. I did teach 9th grade one year, but mostly 10th grade. Oh. And was that, like, did you get to choose that line or did you, were you just given that class and stuff? Um, you know, at the time when I applied for the job, I knew I wanted older kids mm-hmm. just because I wanted uh, just more mat- mature kids, mm-hmm. more mature students. I like having discussions and, you know, the. I, I just wanted older kids for maturity reasons. And at the time, I remember there there was a junior high opening, and I was like, oh, hell no, I, I can't do junior high. Like, I can't, I can't do, you know, that age. So yeah, then, yeah. luckily, last minute, a uh, 10th grade position opened. So I was like, yes, for sure, mm-hmm. I will do 10th grade. And did you major in English no. in college? I, the funny thing is, I hated English in high school. I hated it. <laughs> Even though like ninth and tenth grade I was in the like the honors track mm-hmm. by like junior year. Actually no, junior year I was in like AP lit. And oh. then, but then you know, I couldn't hang and then second semester I went down to like the regular one <laughs> and then senior year I was in like, you know, the the nuts I don't know, the the whatever twelfth grade English. Mm-hmm. So I hated it in in uh, high school. And then even in college, I did not like uh, my English classes, mm-hmm. freshman and junior or freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting my junior year is when I got really serious about reading because you know I knew I needed mm-hmm. to read to actually do well in school. And so that's where I feel like I really developed my interest in reading. Mm-hmm. And then so post-grad. Um, I took extra English classes to get the English credential. Okay, but what was your major in college? Communications. Oh, okay. Oh, so it kind of aligns with that. Um, Good. Uh, How many years did you teach? I did my five years. You know how they say, like, teachers, you do five years and then you make a decision. Yes, three to five years is when most teachers leave the profession. Yeah, so I always say, I joke, you know, I did my five years and then... You know, I was out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't plan on leaving after five years. Mm-hmm. Just something else came up, and I went down that road, but mm-hmm. uh, five years teaching. Uh, is that something you regretted, or do you regret it now? Or? No, not at all. I, I love what I do now. I'm in a totally different industry. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was teaching, I thought I'd do it for the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. I thought I was going to, you know, do, you know, my 30 years mm-hmm. of service and, um, you know, I didn't <laughs> just five years and so but I, I, I don't regret it at all oh, I don't good. regret uh, teaching for five years mm-hmm. it was very rewarding mm-hmm. in its own ways 
Um, but I don't regret leaving because I, I love what I'm doing now too. That's good. That's good. Um, so what city or area, you don't have to be specific if you don't want to, but where did you teach? You know, I taught in a, uh, the school, I mean, it's in LA County and mm -hmm. it's, it was, it's in an area of LA where people would think it's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. um, I would almost say kind of suburban, mm -hmm. semi-urban. Mm -hmm. So when people found out where I taught, they think, oh, this is a really nice, you must mm -hmm. teach at a really nice school if you just, um, go by the city, but, and, and you know, I told you, I don't want to give away too much mm -hmm, information, mm -hmm. but, That's okay. um, um, but most of the people who live where I taught, uh -huh. they send their kids to private school uh -huh. and most of, and you know, I taught at a public school. Most of the kids that came, that came to our school were, uh, coming from, um, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll say like a poor part of, mm -hmm. of town. Mm -hmm. They were busted and they came uh -huh. from. Uh, a different area than where the school actually was mm -hmm. so like I said a lot of people think the school is you know very in a nice area but the uh, student population was mm -hmm. from a different area okay so your demographics was like mostly it was mostly I mean I want to say like 50 Hispanic 50 African American mm -hmm. but um you know, of course, it wasn't 50-50 pure, but it was predominantly those two. Mm. Yeah, very few Asians, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, few uh, white students, but mostly Hispanic and African-American. Okay. All right, so what, as you were teaching, what was, what do you think was the best thing about teaching? Um, relationships with students. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's essentially, you know, why I got into teaching in the first place, because I loved working with young people. Mm -hmm. And... Um, uh, I, I also, you know, wanted to coach, mm. which I did my first year, and oh. I, only, I only did it for one year. Um, but I just love working with young people. Mm -hmm. I love having, um, um, like, gosh, I, like discussions with people, mm -hmm. or at mm -hmm. least I used to. <laughs> I used to like having discussions with people, mm -hmm. you know, philosophical discussions, right, right. Uh, which is part of the reason why. Um, I chose English. I see. Yeah. What did you coach your first year? Um, girls volleyball. And <laughs> oh. Wasn't it overwhelming to be a first year teacher and coach at the same time? It was, but at the same time, I still had that first year uh -huh. fire under me. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to do it all. Yes. You know? like, yes. I, I can do it. I can manage <laughs> my time. And uh, yeah, it was super hard. Mm. And I, I, I'd say my first year, obviously, it was the hardest year mm -hmm. of teaching. And I feel like many times I crashed and burned, mm -hmm, but I, mm -hmm. I learned from it. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think as the years went on, I got better. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that first year was really tough. I was kind of chuckling at when you said girls volleyball because I'm like, you're a guy and you're teaching like teenage girls. And I can imagine like so much emotions coming out of these girls. You know, it, it was so challenging for me. Uh -huh. One, because... Um, you know, just, just from my experience uh -huh. of playing, it, it was girls volleyball, and just from my experience of playing volleyball, I played in high school, mm -hmm. um, I played, you know, I, I say I made a junior college team, which I did, oh. but I, ne I never played any games because I quit to, um, um, focus on school, mm -hmm, on studying mm -hmm. so I could get out of junior college, but, um, yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Just expectation, my expectations mm -hmm. of what they could do. Mm -hmm. um, not, not, and it has nothing to do, when I say what they could do, it has nothing to do with them being girls or anything mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, all our players, or many of them, have no volleyball background. Yes, yes. So, you know, I came up playing volleyball. Like, you had to play on a club team. You have to have, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you got to play, like, year-round, you know? But it really was, like... You had to teach it, them from the ground. From the ground up, from yeah. ground zero. Yeah, it, it was, it was tough. It yeah. was tough. And then also, um, I, this may sound bad, but I, it was just after that I decided I cannot coach girls. Like <laughs> I can't coach girls for whatever reason. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the drama or whatever, mm -hmm. or and and you know they might be like, you know, Coach Adams, I, um, I can't do this. I'm mm -hmm. on my period, mm -hmm. and you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not mad at them, but I was. Uh, <laughs> How do I deal with yes, this? Yes. I, what do I do? I don't want to be a jerk and mm -hmm. be like, suck it up. You know, mm -hmm, cause I, don't, mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like and right. I don't know what they're really dealing with. Mm -hmm. So it was tricky. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Um, and so the relationships were the best thing. What was the worst thing about teaching? Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to just, I could, I mean, I'm sure many teachers could just vent about mm -hmm. so many things that they have to deal with. And teachers really do have to deal with a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say a lot of it has to do that frustrated me with stuff that was out of my control. Mm -hmm. Um, class sizes mm -hmm. was a big issue at my school. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have more kids than I would have seats. Right. Um, sometimes the culture of the school would really like annoy me. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I understand, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I come from middle to upper class mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. family, I, I'd say, to mm -hmm. be fair. And a lot of these students are coming from um, environments that are very different from mine. Right. And so I've, just the expectation sometimes mm -hmm. I felt like mm -hmm. of what's what's expected from what kids are mm -hmm. supposed to do, what families are supposed to provide, didn't align. Right. And, and, I, and I struggled with that sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, I tried to be very open-minded and very understanding, and I, you know, I tried my best. Mm -hmm. and, um, but, but that was tough sometimes mm -hmm. when priorities about school didn't seem to align for whatever reason right. whether it was with the student or with uh parents when i would meet with them it, it was mm -hmm. just not aligned mm -hmm. so that was tough yeah i had a coworker. she quit after three years because she couldn't take the outside politics mm -hmm. she could handle inside so she said but mm -hmm. the outside was she said it was too much for her and she couldn't deal with politics and the school the culture mm -hmm. and then just whatever the kids brought in like their background their baggage was just too much for her to handle so yeah. she quit one other one other difficult thing was uh curriculum always changing mm -hmm. you feel mm -hmm. like you have a curriculum down and mm -hmm. then it's like okay we're gonna try something new mm -hmm. next year and then implement this mm -hmm. and we're like, but we just got you know we just mastered what we're doing now and mm -hmm. you want us to switch it up mm -hmm. so that was very frustrating mm -hmm. And then, um, what was like your favorite, like maybe book or subject to teach when you were teaching English? Um, I really liked To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh -huh. um, you know, my wife knows that, you know, I have certain stuff in my life based off of To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, I, it's funny because sometimes when I tell people, I taught that in 10th grade. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I did that in like 8th grade. but And I know, I know, but for you know, whatever reason, it was not taught mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. district that uh, I was working in. Mm -hmm. um, so I taught it in 10th grade, but I really enjoyed that book. Mm -hmm. um, another one I really enjoyed, um, I did like a philosophy unit with uh, my like honors kids. Mm -hmm. And we would read Plato's Allegory of the Cave and then we'd watch The Matrix and we'd compare the two. And oh. that was one of my favorite assignments to work on. Okay. Now, do you feel uh, when you were in the classroom that you were a good teacher? Um, I want to say yes, mm -hmm. but I also, you know, to you know, keep it 100, mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I could have been better. Right, right. Um, we always think that. Yeah, I, I like to say my strength mm -hmm. was in building relationships with students mm -hmm. and I knew I didn't know everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I told you, know, I didn't study uh, literature heavily right. in, in college or mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, but I told my students, I told them, you know, when they would ask me questions and I was very upfront with them. I said, look, I don't know all these answers. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to do everything, mm -hmm. but I can find out how and mm -hmm. I can find answers. And that's what I want to equip you guys to do is, find answers and mm -hmm. figure out a way to get the answer mm -hmm. because you'll never know everything. Like I don't, I don't even know mm -hmm. the answers to some stuff, but I'll find out how to get the answer. I feel like if you're teaching now, like a lot of students would still like you because you're vulnerable, but you know, and you're honest and I think mm -hmm. they would really appreciate that. I think, you know what? Um, there was a group of students which I had for three years. Oh, okay, so, they stayed with you. Yeah, well, because I taught a specific program, so they stayed with me ninth, tenth, and eleventh mm -hmm. grade. So I knew them. I knew them pretty well. And then my my last two years of teaching, I went from tenth to eleventh. Mm -hmm. So I had 
most most of the students for two years in a row at mm -hmm. the very end. So I did. I f I'd like to think I had a pretty good relationship with them. Mm. Um, and and you know, it goes both ways. Like the relationship worked out well. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I know my students and they know my style, mm -hmm. it's it benefits everybody. But at the same time, I had to be careful because sometimes I I felt like I might be letting my guard down too mm -hmm, much, or mm -hmm. I might be being too casual. Yes, yes. You know, but you know, I you have to find that balance. Right, right. Okay, and then like outside of teaching, or whatever, like just you as a person, like what are your hobbies and what are you into and stuff? Now, mm -hmm. um, I like sports. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so busy with. I feel like if I'm not at work, when I come home, it's, I'm just putting on dad hat mm -hmm. and, you know, family man hat, trying to make sure uh, my wife and kids are happy mm -hmm. and just, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing, taking the kids around. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like my life outside of work is pretty much kind of living through my family, mm -hmm. which, which I love. I love mm -hmm. my family. Well, like when, how did you relieve stress as a teacher? How did I? Relieve your stress as a teacher. Um, I mean, sports. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't play as much sports as I used to put back then. Mm -hmm. um, play a lot of sports. Uh, I like going to movies. I mm -hmm. love movies. I go by myself these days. Mm -hmm. It's hard to go out with friends nowadays right. uh, with the family schedule and that's so I'll go by myself. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Um, do you remember, recall, like, one of your favorite students that you had? Like, don't say their name, obviously, but, like, something about them? Um, it's hard to say. Like, I really enjoyed many, many students in my class. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed having them as students. I don't know if I had one particular one, um, but... I can I, I mean I can think of a handful that are that are up there. I don't think mm -hmm. I I had one favorite student, mm -hmm. but and you keep in touch with your former students. I'm friends with some of them mm -hmm. on like Facebook mm -hmm. and Instagram, mm -hmm. but other than that, it's it's a very yeah you know kind of a distant mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. social media friendship. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. Okay, and do you recall any of like your worst students? Yeah, I recall. <laughs> Of course, and, and mm -hmm. you know, I recall many tough incidents that mm -hmm. I had with students. You know, a lot of times when I think about it, some of my my toughest moments mm -hmm. with students were ones that weren't my students oh. because I, I didn't have that relationship with them. Uh -huh. Because I feel like if you have a relationship with somebody, yes. whether they're students or uh, your wife, your kids, friends, whatever, that there's some kind of mutual understanding. But if they're just a blank slate and they don't mm -hmm. know you, mm -hmm. um, that's when I had the most difficult times with with students. Mm -hmm. Like, you obviously outside of my classroom or whatever. Mm -hmm. But those were some really tough tough incidents. You mm -hmm. know. But I also had tough tough incidents with kids in my class as well. Mm -hmm. Of course. Mm -hmm. All right. So. Could you share uh, like one of your like funniest moments that you had when you're teaching? Oh, I know you love. love I this do one. love heard... this story, and I'm. But, but this excited. one is this one is one of my my uh, most embarrassing moments of <laughs> of my life. So it doesn't even have to do with like teaching per mm -hmm. se. It wasn't an embarrassing moment in Mr. Adams teaching history it's like mr adam's life <laughs> most embarrassing moment so one time i uh and you know you you know i'm sure i wasn't the only teacher but you know after you eat lunch of course you know i gotta use the bathroom mm -hmm. right and and if you know me sometimes you know i'm i can be quite flatulent <laughs> I guess, I guess I'll call it, right? but but oh this was this was when we were on block schedule mm -hmm. so classes were like two hours mm -hmm. so after lunch i had a two-hour class with no break so i remember one time um you know i i had to fart really bad <laughs> i had to fart so bad and it was just building up and for two hours this is after lunch my last period of the day and i was just holding it and i, I was administering the test mm -hmm. so i couldn't leave 
because um, sometimes I would, you know, go out of the room, pretend like I'm looking down at, you know, the yard or the parking lot or whatever, but I'd really be going outside just to fart and leave some pressure. But, um... And they can't hear you when you're, like, doing that? No. No, I... I have mastered the <laughs> silent fart unnecessary. My wife may disagree, but yeah. Um, but yeah, one time I had to fart so bad. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, this was actually the class that I had for a third consecutive year, <laughs> right? So this is, I had them in ninth, 10th, and now in 11th. So I have good relationships with this class. So they know me, I know them, whatever, right? And so I'm in Mr giving the test they finish the bell rings and you know i'm like all right everybody turning your test whatever mm-hmm. right and so then everybody's gone everybody has left the room and i'm just doing my attendance on my computer at my desk and you know i'm like oh okay nobody you know my classroom was um up the building so and i was kind of in a corner so I, okay nobody's around everybody's gone i can <laughs> finally let this bomb out right so I farted so loud and you know it was building up in me for like two hours so I just I farted but not only did I fart I like pushed it out and I and I was and I had this chair that was had like a pleather covering you know yes, like yes, so, yes. so it like accentuated the, the noise and so essentially I have like instead of two butt cheeks I have like three butt cheeks you know just accentuating this because that pleathers under me mm-hmm. and it was probably without exaggerating like top five part of my life right like top five i mean i don't i almost want to say top it was the loudest and fiercest part of my life but i don't want to exaggerate so i'll say top five and so i'm like whatever all right mm-hmm. i'm just doing my attendance and i'm like oh okay whatever i can move on with my life and move on with my day and I'm just doing my attendance. And like five minutes go by, right? And I'm just doing my thing. And then I hear, Mr. Adams, I'm done with my test. <laughs> I'm like, what? What the hell? Is somebody in here? Okay. And I had totally forgot I had told the student that she could finish her test after the bell. And I didn't see her because I was sitting at my desk, but my podium was kind of blocking her from my view. And you know, she says, Mr. Adams, I'm, I'm done with my test. I don't even look up because I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I just pretend like I'm just uh, keep doing whatever I'm doing on my computer. But I think at this point, I'm literally just tapping random keys you know, just to just to make time yeah. go by or whatever. And I'm like, OK, uh, go ahead and just put it in the bin on your way out. And I don't even say bye. I don't look at her or nothing. And I'm sure she raced down to her friends. Oh, my God, Mr. Adams. And I was just, I was mortified. And, you know, I feel like I would get more embarrassed in public settings. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had so many moments to be embarrassed in public settings, but I, I don't. Mm-hmm. But it was just like one-on-one <laughs> private moment that I, I was so embarrassed because I knew I couldn't hide. Right. I mean, maybe because it was so intimate. It was so yeah. intimate just in a closed classroom. You know, I mean, the door was open. I, I was always left the door open when I had a student in my room, but... You know what I mean. It was just uh-huh, the two of us right. in the room. I have nowhere to hide. So, yeah, Why that's... Why did she that... wait five minutes? That, that blows my mind. I don't know. I mean, she was probably focused on her test. I mean, I wish she was just like, just to break it. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't so hard. If she just said, oh my goodness, you know, or something, or just said, wow, Miss Adam, that, like, is this what you do? When we, like, I wish she said something. Yeah. She was just quiet. And she just let me marinate in the embarrassment, you know? Like, so that was, yeah, that that was oh super God. embarrassing. I would have been like, uh, I'm done with my test. Or I just, like, hand you my test and just, like, run out of the room or something like that. I wouldn't have just sat there waiting like she did. Yeah. She's, she's I wonder. Special. I mean, I don't know if she'll ever hear this, but I wonder if she'll know who she is. If she oh, her she'll know who I am. <laughs> Yeah, that that for sure. But no one ever brought it up to you later. Oh no way, no. It's so awkward. <laughs> How could you bring it up? You know, like maybe now, mm-hmm. like if I if I saw her, she'd be like, "Hey, do you remember that time?" But even <laughs> even then, I don't think she'll 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 bring it up. It's too awkward. Yeah. That's that's so funny. I was crying. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you en- you enjoyed my embarrassment. Yeah. I love fart stories because 
I mean, I do it in class too, and I feel like as I got older and after I had kids, like <laughs> you have less control and. I'm like walking around and I remember specifically one time I did fart and then this boy next to this other boy was like, dude, did you fart? It stings. And I was like, ew. And I like walked away. But it was me. And I was like, oh, sorry. Because yeah. I was like, I can't say, oh, I did it. So I was just like, ew, gross. And everyone was like, oh, you farted. You know? Oh, uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Everybody, everybody farts, but. Yeah. But I remember like, I mean, I do definitely hold it in when it's my, until my, it's my conference period or like a break or whatever. And one time I farted so loud and in the same like kind of pleather chair and stuff. And I forgot the computer guys on the other side of the wall from uh -huh. me. And then I was like, he probably heard it because he's not, he can, there's just a door separating us. And I did it so loud and I was like, oh my God, you probably <laughs> heard me, but luckily yes. we have you know, a setting day. Kind of related, but unrelated. So you think I've learned my lesson, right? <laughs> yeah. But what I'm doing now, I, you know, I have an office mm -hmm. and um, I'm the boss, you mm -hmm. know, where I'm at. And so, uh, you know, I try and be professional always, you <laughs> know, but I have this office and this is, you know, a few years ago, but. I farted so loud in my office because I thought nobody would hear. Mm -hmm. And one of my employees was standing right behind me, like trying to get ready for her shift. And I had no idea she was behind me. So I, it happened again. And I'm like, why do I keep, you know, and, and then she, she just kept getting ready. She didn't say anything. I just happened to hear her locker close. And then I just looked in the corner of my eye at my cameras, which mm -hmm. looks down at my house. I'm like, oh my God, she's, she's behind me. She's like, two feet behind me uh, why do i keep doing this and in why, front of girls I know, women. i'm like why can't i learn <laughs> but yeah anyway that was <laughs> not teaching related yes. but yeah. all right so any shocking stories or surprising stories that you have i have i have so many and share what you want to share you know what so Obviously, if you see me, mm -hmm. I'm Asian, <laughs> and as I mentioned, the school is predominantly Hispanic and uh, African American. Mm -hmm. So, I remember one time we were go going over a story. It was like an Asian American uh, unit, um, some Asian American literature, and then you know I was talking about uh, just being Asian American a little mm -hmm. bit, whatever. And there was a student in the in the back of the class. And I'm gonna, I'll call him John, mm -hmm. okay? And John was a hardcore gangbanger. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm sure, you know, when you teach upper levels, you kind of know who the real hardcore gangbangers right. are and who the posers are. Mm -hmm. This kid was hardcore gangbanger. Um, and I had a lot of respect for him mm -hmm. because he would come to class and I, I feel like that respect was mutual. Mm -hmm, and he, mm -hmm. he was always very respectful to me. Mm -hmm. um, and, but he was coming to class and I could tell he was trying, even mm -hmm. though maybe he didn't want to be there. He thought maybe I want to try something new. So he, he, he came to class and would try. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm going over Asian American stuff, he raises his hand, which he never does. You mm -hmm. know, it's not like I, maybe if I called on him, he may try and he may give me a one word answer, but I didn't even prompt him. He raises his hand and I'm, I'm like, Oh, John, you have, you have a question. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he goes, yes, Mr. Adams, do you see less? And, he, you know, he puts his fingers on the sides. Oh, no, 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 actually, no, no, that's not John. But he asks John, he goes, do you see less because of your eyes? And I'm, I'm just like in shock. Yeah. Right? But I, I know some of the students in the class were like, what the, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. but they, there's every, he, they were all so scared of John. So mm -hmm, they're just mm -hmm. like, oh, just pretend like it's an appropriate normal yeah, yeah. question. Right? <laughs> so so in, inside my head, I had like, you know, in two seconds, I just had all these thoughts. And I was like, what? That's so offensive. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if, but I was at the same time, I was like, wow, you know what? I may be the very first mm -hmm, Asian mm -hmm. person that he's ever spoken to, mm -hmm. like ever. And so I felt his question as offensive as it was, mm -hmm. it was so honest, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and I thought, you know what? 
I this is an opportunity to educate him right. and let him know, right. you know, like what Asian peoples see, you know, <laughs> or, or how we see. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, John, I actually see everything in widescreen <laughs> with black bars on top and on bottom. No, I didn't say that. That's what I should have said. That's what I should have said. But I, I said, no, John, I see everything just fine. Just, mm-hmm. just like you, mm-hmm. right? And then that was the end of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was glad he had asked me a question. And then, But that's not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, like weeks later, I'm talking to my honors class. Mm-hmm. You know, and my honors kids, a lot of them are, obviously they're a little bit smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I'm... For some reason, I bring up the story with him, right? And mm-hmm. I tell him, you know, you know what somebody said to me? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I had a more, you know, I, I feel like with, and I don't know how you feel, but I, I feel like with my honors and AP classes, I had more of a relationship because mm-hmm. you get into deeper discussions with right, them, I feel right. like. So anyway, because I felt like I had that mm-hmm. better relationship with my honors class, I brought this story up mm-hmm. about John. I didn't obviously say John's name or who mm-hmm. I didn't want to identify him at mm-hmm. all. But I said, you guys are not going to believe what another student asked me in my other class. And I told them the story. And they, the, they just broke out. They're like, oh my gosh. Right? Mm-hmm. I was like, what? 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 How could he ask that? And like, why? Like, what? what would he th- why would he ask that? And they were just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Except for one student. One mm-hmm. student. And I'm going to call, you know, um, Lisa, right? Mm-hmm. Lisa's just sitting there. Everybody's going crazy, like, just, they couldn't believe that happened. But Lisa's just sitting there, and she's in, like, deep thought. Mm-hmm. She's in deep thought. And I, I notice her, you know, in deep thought. So I'm like, hey, Lisa, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Are you, everything okay? You seem like you have any questions. And then so Lisa goes, as funny or offensive as mm-hmm. it may be, like, it's really eye-opening that this is their reality, mm-hmm. you know? And that they thought that I and probably all Asians see, you know, less or see mm-hmm. a particular mm-hmm. way because of our eyes. Right. Like, it's their reality. And, right. and so part of me was like, I'm, I'm so glad I could clear that up for mm-hmm. some of you guys, you know? Because... <laughs> If you had a question about that, I see just fine. Yeah. You know, and, and all Asian people, we see just fine. Mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. and and so, yeah, that that was that was one that kind of <laughs> caught me off guard. But that that is one of my, uh, for whatever, and that is one of my big memories mm-hmm. from the school and incident. Well, yeah. I really do think you probably were like one of the few Asians that they've ever met. Yeah, and that's why they had that, you know, in their head. I've had kids that are like. They've never heard of Korea before, and uh, they're just like, where is that on a map and stuff? I'm like, oh my gosh, i got to break it down to you, this, this, and this. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if, I don't think they teach world geography anymore in I don't think school. so either. I don't think it's a requirement. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you uh, another funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, um, this, this has to do with geography, even though it wasn't my, <laughs> my subject. So, you know, one time I was teaching hypothetical like a what if scenarios right mm-hmm. and i would propose what if statement and then the students would have to come up with a conclusion or you know mm-hmm. and so one time i posed this question what if canada the u.s and mexico became one country what what could come of that mm-hmm. you know like what would how would that affect the world what could happen whatever one of my students God bless her soul. She, you know, she raises her hand and she's just like, I know. They would become one piece of land. And I, <laughs> I, I was like, wait. I was, I was trying so hard. You know, I, I'm all about empowerment. Yeah. And not, especially in a te- teaching setting, I don't want any student to feel like stupid. Or, uh-huh. you know, even though some of the answers are so yeah. ridiculous, right? But I... So, you know, my cl- usually the students will do the shaming for right, you, right. right? They'll be like, oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, what are you talking uh-huh. about, right? Because I don't have to, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not, I don't need to pile on. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, like oh, calm down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is true. Uh-huh. You know, just so you know, we are already one on one continent, uh-huh. right? And then 
you know, uh, the same student, the same student, and this happened not in my class, mm -hmm. but oh man, it, my um, a coworker who taught history and whatever told me th this story. <laughs> same student, he pulled down a map of the world, mm -hmm. right, and was like, okay, he, he was a, a history teacher, so he's like, you know, United States, whatever, um, China, Russia, you know, the same student raises her hand and asks him. What is all that blue stuff <laughs> between the U.S. and China? He's like, that's the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> like, and he told me that story. I was like, oh my gosh, we need, we have to make world geography like at least like a two week unit right. or something somewhere. You know, like what? What is going on? Oh man. But yeah, that, that was a killer story. God I've, bless her soul. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll give you another story. <laughs> so, I mean, this, this one is not as, as <clears throat> ridiculous. It, to me, it's kind of sad mm -hmm. about what students did. No, one time, you know, I had them self-address an envelope mm -hmm. to themselves, you mm -hmm. know, doing the whole letter, mail it to yourself, whatever. They didn't know how to, how to address an envelope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is in 10th grade. Yeah. And so I, re I remember in the moment, I was like, what do you... Like, I was just dumbfounded. I was yeah. like, you, what do you mean? You write your address on the envelope and then, you know, I'll get the stamps and, you know, we'll mail it. And they're like, how do we write a, how do we address it to ourselves? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so in the moment, I had to do like a lesson, a 15-minute mm -hmm. lesson on like how to address an envelope. And it was kind of sad. Yeah. Um, stuff that I guess I'd like to say it's common knowledge, mm -hmm. but apparently it's not, mm -hmm. you know, and so... You have to teach stuff like that sometimes just yeah. on the fly. I have students, <clears throat> excuse me, who don't even know their address because mm -hmm. they move around too much. But yeah, yeah, they definitely don't know how to format an address. They don't mm -hmm. know like the number and then the the street goes on one line and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it was you know I had some like heartbreak. I I say sad moments when I'm like. You know, our school had a dress code, but when they would be out of dress code, I would tell them, hey, you got to go mm -hmm. get a slip from the dean's office. And, you know, some students would repeatedly be out of dress code. And there's just one student, I, I remember, she was always out of dress code. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'd always, hey, you know, I, it's school, I, I can't do anything. I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to send you down, go get me a slip, whatever. I later found out she was living out of a car. Mm -hmm. And then I felt so bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt so bad. Like, I, I don't know. It, it just broke my heart. Mm -hmm. Because I want to obviously follow the rules right. at the same time. Right. Where do you let it slide a little bit to accommodate, you know, students' needs? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Did she have to change clothes, or she just got in trouble? They would they would give like a, a slip, like a detention slip for the day. Mm -hmm. So when a teacher asks you in the day, hey, you know, you're out of dress clothes, she'll just they'll just show mm -hmm. it and be like, oh, I've I've already gotten a slip for it and mm -hmm. whatever. But yeah, mm -hmm. stuff like that was sad. Mm -hmm. Any other stories you'd like to share? Um, I mean, I, I have a handful. <laughs> Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Hmm. Let me see. This one is maybe a little inappropriate, <laughs> but this one I this one I only could do because I felt like I had a good relationship with the students. Uh -huh. So going back to the Asian American unit. Uh -huh. Actually, no, 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 no. This one was not an Asian American unit. This was like. Uh, this was African-American, or might have just been African literature. Mm -hmm. I forget, right? But um, anyway, it, it was a story about some characters. And before we read the story, you know, I put some of the characters' names on the board and some of them changed their... I was like, okay, class, we're going to see these characters. I'm going to give you, a, you know, just a brief outline of who they are. So you know when they come up, this person, mm -hmm. this person's going to change her name to this name, Wanjero, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's an African name. And so when you see these two people, they're the same person, mm -hmm. okay? They're the same person. This person becomes Wanjero. And um, a student had asked me, is that an Asian name? <laughs> and clearly I was talking about african-american right i was you know talking about african-american stories and he said he's, he said is that an asian name 
And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I don't know what got into me, I said, no. If it was, I would have said, one, Jero, like that. <laughs> and the class lost it. I don't know why I, I decided to say that in that moment, but... I, you know, I lost control of the class for like five minutes because they were just laughing hysterically. And I'm, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I just, you know, I'm like trying yeah. to be a good Asian American example. I speak English well. Heck, I'm teaching an English class and then I bust out fierce, you know, accent, Chinese accent or whatever, you know. And and so maybe that was a little inappropriate. That, that was a fun moment. <clears throat> um, I love it. Yeah, it's not all, all fun and games, but you know, like um, obviously not fun and games. It's a lot of work. But <laughs> one one memory, one story that I do remember. You know, I had mentioned a lot of times I had incidents with mm-hmm. students. The the toughest and I almost want to say scariest incidents mm-hmm. were when they were not my students. Right. And I have no relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And it's just a blank slate. And obviously, you know, um, high school kids, you know, they're like almost fully grown. You know, like young right, adults. Right, they're your height your yeah. and stuff. Um, and so a couple times, I'll tell you a couple instances where I had a problem. One, um, I, I just remember there's this kid. He, I don't know. He was a problem at the school. He was a known problem. Mm-hmm. I never had him as, as a student, but my classroom was a little secluded. Mm-hmm. And so he would walk around with his friends, ditch class, and he'd be going around going like, I can't even do it because mm-hmm. I can't roll my tongue, but he would be going around going, brat, brat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brat, right? Yeah. And he'd be so loud in disrupting mm-hmm. my class. So then one time, as he was walking by my room, going, brat, brat, with his friends, I opened the door mm-hmm. and I'm like, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. what makes you think this is appropriate? I, you know, we're trying to run instruction mm-hmm. here, right? And then he's just like, whatever, man, right? He just, he just walks away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, later on, maybe like a couple weeks later, a month later, whatever, at the time, I used to really be into this show called Gangland on History Channel. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen it. But there's an episode on uh, the Bloods, mm-hmm. right? And actually, the Bloods was like, Bloods were, I'd say, the more popular gang mm-hmm. at the school. The West Coast. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. West Bloods Coast, are West Coast. Or Piru, whatever. I don't, I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. But, but it was the popular gang amongst African-American students, mm-hmm. at least at my school. And so I'm watching Gangland, and it's an episode on the Bloods. And they're like, uh, the narrator's like, oh, Bloods will... Go around going brat brat brat, letting them know, letting other bloods know we're in the area uh-huh. or like assemble or, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like bloods. And so in my mind, like it was like, you know, mm-hmm. mind explosion. I was like, oh my gosh, like I interrupted his blood call. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh man, maybe I should be careful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I felt like that particular student was harmless. Um, there was another one, the, the most dangerous one that I've ever felt danger from. Mm-hmm was we went on a field trip to a college with, you know, my class, some other classes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Where'd you guys go? Uh, one of the UC schools. Oh, okay. And then so we came, you know, we went on a school bus. We came back. And then this was my, I want to say my 10th grade, one of my 10th grade classes. And then there's an 11th grade class with us. And I didn't know these 11th grade students, but, you know, we're like, all right, everybody off the bus. Everybody clean your stuff. I'm like, guys, take everything that you brought clean. If you ate whatever, mm-hmm. clean where you sat. Of course, my students listen to me because, again, I have that relationship, right. right? They do what they do. And so this one student who was not my student and he's older, he would not take his trash out. And he was totally disrespecting me in front of everybody. Ugh, I hate that. Right? Trying to make a scene. Mm-hmm. And almost trying, at least the way I felt, was like trying to show... I don't have to listen to you. Mm-hmm. You're not my teacher. You can't tell me what I, I'm independent. I do what I want, right? Mm-hmm. And then so we got off the bus, and I was like, I'll call him Joe. And I was like, Hey, Joe, you gotta, you didn't clean up your stuff. And then he got all up in my face. And we had just pulled in front of school at like three oh five, so the entire school is lining out. Oh right? my gosh! And so he's all up in my face. 
and he he is not a small kid. Mm-hmm. He dresses like a gangbanger. I don't know if he was so because again I don't know him, right. but he was probably like six feet, and you know I'm not that tall. No, I'm like five seven, right? So he was all up in my face, but I didn't I didn't move, right? So I was like, I'm not trying, and and I didn't yell or mm-hmm. anything. I'm like, I. You know, I just need you to clean up your area. That's all I need you to do. And I was very calm. And he got all of my face like, you can't tell me what to do. I don't have to listen to you, right? And then so in my mind, the whole, all the student body starts forming, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, my God. What? You know, like, really? Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. In my mind, have you ever seen Sherlock Holmes, the movie with Robert Downey? Yes, movie? yes. You know when he, like, fights? Before yes. he fights somebody, he, he does, like, deductive reasoning. Right, right, he, right, like, right. He figures out you know, lead with mm-hmm. left foot mm-hmm. stab with pen, you know, <laughs> flip this, flip that. And before he fights, he breaks down everything, mm-hmm. right? That's what happened to me. <laughs> I turned into Sherlock Holmes and I was like, okay, Joe's in my face. He is threatening me, mm-hmm. you know? He will very likely lead with his power hand, which is his right hand. Mm-hmm. When, he, when he swings, <laughs> go into his body, tuck shoulder into chest, Grab said punching arm and judo flip him to four. Right, mm-hmm. like, and in my mind, I was like, I was ready to mm-hmm. like just take this kid down because even even though he was taller than me, in my mind, I'm like, you know, it's probably stupid, but I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I could I could take him. Right? Yeah. So, right? so, um, but he obviously nothing happened, and so then, um, he I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. He flipped a switch and mm-hmm. was like, okay, you're right, Mr. Adams, you're right. Sorry about that. And he turned super black. I was so shocked. And but at the same time, I didn't I didn't want to embarrass him right. in front of all the students. And right. you know, that wasn't my goal. So I was like, hey, and I was like, hey, take a walk with me. Right. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. I separated him from the situation. Mm-hmm. I said, Hey man, like I just need you to clean your spot and mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to disrespect you or anything, mm-hmm. you know, but I would just like it if mm-hmm. you clean your area when I asked. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to be polite about it. And he and he was so polite to me. After we walked away, it's like, yeah, no, you're right. I'm, yeah, sorry about that. I don't know. It was so he weird. He was testing you. Yeah. But it happened in front of the whole school. And I was I was ready. Like I said, <laughs> you know, Sherlock Holmes right, right, like, right. was just ready to just take this kid down. I think but, he respected that you didn't react to him. It may be. But, but that, that was probably my scariest moment. Mm-hmm. I've had other moments where um, I've had run-ins with students. At one time, the six, seven basketball player he was huge he was just that didn't end well like it was just, he just ended yelling at me luckily mm-hmm. another teacher who did know him mm-hmm. um came to like take him away mm-hmm. but you know stuff like that you know if a lot of them um uh, at least at the time a, a lot of the students that didn't know me mm-hmm. um if i had told them hey do this do that you know they weren't they weren't going to listen to me mm-hmm. it was like a pride thing or something I, yeah, i'm not yeah, sure yeah, yeah. I think I earned my um, street street, street cred, cred with the students. Pretty, I don't, I don't want to call it street cred, but cool cred. I don't know. But um, early on, mm-hmm. when I when I was teaching, because um, you know I'm an Asian male teaching English, mm-hmm. and one I don't I don't think there are too many Asian males right. that teach English. So usually when people when they found out I was teaching. Math. They assume, yeah, math mm-hmm. or science, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Asian male teaching English. So um, I'm sure a lot of my students look at me like kind of like stereotype, or they're already stereotyping me mm-hmm. like I'm a nerd, mm-hmm. um, which I wouldn't mind, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm a book guy, which I'm not really, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I remember we had the local radio station, a really popular radio station sent some of their DJs and mm-hmm. um, some radio personalities to come for a fundraiser in a basketball game. Um, and we would also do uh, coaches, or I mean, uh, current basketball team versus staff basketball game, you know? Yeah. And I would always play those. And I, I think my wife was at one of them with some friends. And I just remember, you know, I, I love sports. And so I held my own and I think when they saw me play and yes. they thought, oh, he can actually ball. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not just a nerd, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, ever since, I, I felt like some of them changed. No, and, for sure. And word got for around sure. and they're like, 
oh, Mr. Adams is he he can play sports or mm-hmm. for whatever reason sports gets you cool cred, you know? For sure, it's um, a big deal for and, them. And so we're you know they come up to me, and go, oh, Mr. Adams, I saw you. Oh, I, who knew? Who knew? I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I remember. I remember at one of the games we had a star uh, football player mm-hmm. who actually went on to play in the NFL. Oh wow! Uh, and so I I crossed him so far. <laughs> I crossed him so <laughs> hard, and I thought, and, and I could hear the crowd. Yeah, I could hear yeah, the yeah. crowd go, oh! Man, if there was, like, social media at that point, that would have gone viral. I wish. You'd be on a house of highlights. Well, well, hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Reel it back a little bit. Let me finish finish the story. So I do, I have a patented cross over move. I, I don't think I could do any more. I'm yeah. too slow. But I, I did my crossover move, and gyms go, ah, right crazy. And I'm like, oh, easy money, padded, you know, jump shot. I pull up for my jump shot, you know, and he goes to, he becomes a professional athlete. So obviously he's really athletic. Right. He recovers <laughs> and I take my jump shot. I think I'm wide. He comes out of nowhere and just swats it. <laughs> and then there's a bigger, oh. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, even though I had my like two seconds of glory mm-hmm. crossing over the, you know, future NFL player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got swatted at the end. <laughs> But, but I always enjoyed those games. Those were fun. Because I always enjoyed to show, like, look, I'm not just about teaching mm-hmm. and reading and writing and stuff like that, you know? So I have other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I like did to you, play sports. Did you go easy on them or did you just play hard? Oh, there's no way. Dude, those, there's in way better shape than yeah, us, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. teachers. And no, we can't take it easy. <laughs> we, we get smoked for real. But um, if they tried 100%. But yeah, no, I didn't take it easy. That's I tried good. my best, so because they're they're they could hang, so. So funny. My friend did that with his middle schoolers, and he dunked. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was he got so much street cred. Nobody bothered. No one gave him trouble for the rest of the year after he dunked. <laughs> the so Asian funny. guy something dunking. About, something about sports just bring just earns respect for some reason, and mm-hmm. but you know you know what it is too. It's because. I know, especially for the the boys, the males at the school, um, there there is a lot of value in sports. Right. So, um, if you could play, you mm-hmm. earn respect. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here's another story. So, said radio station that I said mm-hmm. played at these brought in these basketball players or are these charity basketball games one time they they sent a, a new a new artist they wanted to like test her mm-hmm. at the school to see uh our response how she would do in a mm-hmm. small crowd and i remember um they they gave her this new artist up and coming artist uh they set her up in like the band room which mm-hmm. isn't very big right and they said hey we're gonna let uh some students come down for this uh, mini concert maybe like 50 kids. It was it was very small, mm-hmm. right? And uh, some of my students went to it, and I was like, oh, how, how, how was it? How was she? They're like, ah, she was whatever. She just had a big forehead. And it turned out it was Rihanna. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Rihanna came to our school. Wow. And, and of course, you know, and of course, the students have to hate on her. Right? Yeah. She had a big forehead. She was whatever. And whatever. And now I'm showing, oh, my gosh, Rihanna came to my school. She's like one of the biggest artists ever. Yeah. But at the time, she was up and coming. We had a couple of those. Oh, I, I think one of our coaches at the school had a relationship with the radio station, which uh-huh. is why they would send people over to our school. That's yeah. so fun. We've had a little boy band come one time, just a random boy band. Uh-huh. That someone knew a connection with mm-hmm. their manager or something, and they came and... Just one song, it wasn't even that good, but then all these little girls are screaming. Mm-hmm. And, they're and they just, just like, want to test the demo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you found the right demographic right here because yeah. these girls are going crazy over these boys who aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> one, um, one interesting moment I had, it was at, at, during my teaching career, was we were actually on a uh, uh, gun on campus lockdown. Mm-hmm. And we were on the news, um, not on, I don't, it was very short though. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, getting the announcement over the PA, 
I, I forget what the code phrase was. Mm-hmm. It might have just been, hey, we're going on lockdown. I, I forget. Right. But I just remember thinking, what is going on, right? And this is before, like, iPhones or whatever, um, streaming news on the computer. Um, luckily, I, I did have, like, an antenna I hooked up to my um, laptop so I could try and pick up over-the-air TV. And so then I, I found out that... Um, yeah, there, we were on lockdown because somebody had reported a gun on campus. Mm. And so we were in my room for a few hours through oh, lunch. Wow. And I just, I just remember thinking, you know, luckily prior to that, and, and I, it's so sad, especially what's happened recently with schools, right. you know. Um, luckily, I actually had training for this situation. And, and you know, when, when you first get the training, at least back then, it was kind of like, Oh my gosh, do I really need to go through this? But whatever, I will, you know. But in the moment, I was like, I'm so glad I had the training because I know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I huddled all my students in one corner, um, and then I I packed all up, you know, all the chairs and desks against the wall, whatever. And uh, yeah, when it was time for our classroom to be opened up, you know, the SWAT team came with guns and everything they open up the door with the key whatever they knock all the chairs on my kids are some of them are like ah you know but Mm -hmm. overall we're just pretty calm Mm -hmm. um but they scanned the room with their rifles or whatever and we were escorted to the gym um so that that was a very memorable scary moment Mm -hmm. teaching um i remember though after that my students were asking me you know mr adams what are we gonna do when you know what what are we gonna do you know, I hope that never happens again. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. If that happens and somebody ever comes in my room, we are going to just bombard this fool. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're mm-hmm. just going to bombard him. And I, and I told him, and, I, and it sounds silly, but I actually had a plan in my head. Mm. I had a plan where, you know, I had folding metal chairs mm-hmm. in my room. I had a plan that I would stand... Um, adjacent to the wall so I'm out of a line of sight of any gun that mm-hmm. might come in through the window or through the door and as soon as I see it an arm or a hand breaking the plane of the door mm-hmm. I was just gonna start just wailing on on the dude with this metal chair mm-hmm. and I said I need you Corey you you know John I need all you know my football player I said look all my football players in here, you big guys, I need you to help me, mm-hmm. you know? And then we are just going to beat him up. And then you, Alex, you're just, you just sit on him until, you know, <laughs> some cops come. And I mm-hmm. said, you, 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 you guys are going to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we are going to fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have these metal chairs here for a reason, guys, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Semi-jokingly. But but the fighting part, I was very serious. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that kind of, they were like, oh, I don't ever want hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Like, look, I hope it doesn't too, but I'm just telling you, yes. like, if it ever happens, you know, we're going to we're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight this guy. And I want to have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of sucks as a teacher. Yes. I, I even have to consider that, that you know. But. Yeah, I have, I have a metal magnetic closet door Mm -hmm. and I have a small closet inside my room and most teachers don't and I was like I'm just gonna stick all of us in there and try to just shove us us shove us in there and Mm -hmm. hopefully the door will be somewhat bulletproof because Mm -hmm. it's really thick and heavy Uh and then we're just gonna stay in there and then since I'm on ground level we'll just like bust the window open and just like run out if possible but Mm -hmm. I just like I worry about the bathroom situation the most and yeah they gave us like these, you know, bucket toilets or whatever, but... Yeah. I had some students during that lockdown say, I need to go to the bathroom. I said, look, I do too. <laughs> you know me, I'm the farter, right? So I'm like, I do too. I'm like, look, I can, we can set up a station here with a trash can. That's all we can yeah. do. And they didn't go. They just held it. But oh, I'm like, man. It, it's a real problem. You don't think yeah. about where we're going to go pee. Yeah. You know? And I, I do remember like sharing my cookies or granola, whatever I had Aww. for a snack that day, just giving it to some students who were like uh, complaining of hunger. I remember one girl just crawled up on the floor. I was just, I don't know why she needed to crawl. She just <laughs> walked up, but she crawled up to me. It was like, she was genuinely like, I'm so scared. Like, I'm scared. And Aww. I was like, I know, like, it'll be all right. You know, mm-hmm. just trying to let her know it'll be okay. But it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. 
What do we have to go through? <sighs> Any other stories? Um, Are you done? Or? I think I think that's it for now. Okay. So I have a last question for yes. you. Do you have any advice out there for teachers? Um, I mean, I feel kind of weird giving advice to teachers because I only taught for five years. But, That's okay. You know, from just from my experience, um, and it's kind of like, like uh, you know. I kind of alluded to it before. I think having a relation... Well, maybe for younger kids, it's not as applicable. Mm -hmm. But with older kids, I really feel like having a relationship with them. Um, you know and you know what I mean by mm -hmm. having a relationship. Like right. um, really caring about them mm -hmm. and letting them know you care. It just opens up so much more... Um, it, it just opens it up for them to accept learning better. And they'll take mm -hmm. information mm -hmm. from you better. Um, and it, not just uh, pounding curriculum, you right. know. Um, unfortunately, with all the stuff that we have to go through, you know, all the, I, I don't know what it is now, the standards or whatever, but all the stuff we're supposed to teach them, mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like, man, I just got to pound through this unit and mm -hmm. just get through the curriculum because I don't have time, you know. But I, I think uh, really caring for students and having that, if you can, um, you know, let them know you care for them and, you're invested in them and they're mm -hmm. just not a name on your roster, even though sometimes it feels like that. Mm. Um, I think that benefits everybody, the student and the teacher. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing, Mr. Adams. Thanks for having me. All your stories. I hope they were entertaining to you as they were to me, the listeners. Like I, I really enjoy those stories because the fart stories are the best stories. <laughs> I know you wanted that one for sure. <laughs> but thank you again and talk again sometime. Alrighty. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye.